Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on following the word, living the word, and doing the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. All of us need to really be in that posture of letting God open up ways and portals in you that have never been opened before. To see yourself differently than um, you've seen yourself before. Remember this, you are not where they left you. <laughs> you have to keep reminding yourself, you are not where they left you. The stone has been rolled away over, you know, in front of your life, that, that old nature, right? And, the, and, and you have freedom. Um, Trev was here assisting uh, me this week uh, with my mom, and I think it was Thursday. Was Thursday when um, Serenity's meets were? Thursday, yes, because today is Saturday. And she and I and Pastor Alex went to eat, and we were asking her what you know how she what God was doing spiritually. And she said, you know, as I'm living in my freedom, and I said, we're gonna change that word as we continue to receive the freedom we have. Cause she was like, it's difficult, you know? Cause that's the, and that's really what it is y'all. It's not living in it, it's every day receiving that you have this freedom. I have to receive every day. I have to receive it every day that it's not something cause I'm, I was saying at the table, this is a paradigm shift. I, I, I'm telling you as long as I've been, Knowing the Lord, ain't nobody ever told me I have freedom. Freedom was always this thing that we're pursuing and chasing. And I had it for a moment and then I let it go and I got to get it back and I need my freedom. And, da, 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 da. and even when you look at every other translation of Galatians 5, it says, it'll say, um, as Christ has, H-A-S, that word has in the text still means have, possession, because has is the third person uh, 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 definition of the word have, right? So it still means to possess, to hold, that it belongs to us. And so every day you have to receive that you have freedom because it's a, it's a, a very, I don't know about, okay, maybe someone else already knew. I am telling you, it is a new understanding that God gave to us, which is why the Holy Spirit said that day, what would it look like if the body of Christ knew they have freedom? Come on, we go to, I've been in services where everyone is screaming to get free. <laughs> God, just free me, just free me, God, please. Right? Where the things we're really talking about, this is not the message, is what we should be saying is God, Prune those things away. Cut those things away. Because we're asking God, get me free from this. He's like, you already have freedom. Now what you need, right, is the cutting away of those soul ties, right? The pruning of those behaviors, those attitudes, th those mindsets, right? Dying daily to self, right? Denying yourself, taking up your cross. Like those are the things that really is what we're talking about. But we've attached it to, I got to get free. No, I, I'm already free. Now what I need is God to remove these stumbling blocks. I have to now become disciplined, right? Goes back to, to what uh, Pastor Shay, I now need the discipline 
and the consistency of receiving and accepting my freedom and walking in a way that aligns myself with the word of God every day. Knowing I'm gonna make mistakes, but my mistake does not discount my freedom. My mistake doesn't rule out my freedom. My mistake doesn't uh, detach me from what already belongs to me because I have freedom, I'm free indeed, okay? So I want you to, to, to put that in your, in, in your memory bank, put that in your mouth. Every day, I'm receiving the freedom I have. I receive it. When it feels like, no, I, I have freedom. I have freedom. And please understand, this revelation, sorry, <laughs> these, the things that God is teaching us, it is unleashing Attacks. <laughs> sorry, but it's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. I'm sorry. And guess who's gonna literally? I I think it was last Saturday. Pastor Alice said, "Well, what did you teach?" I said, "Well, I didn't know I was going." And I told him. And literally, as soon as I told him, he said, "Oh, oh, you know, you know, they he coming for you this week." Oh, you already know. You said all that. <laughs> I was like, "Thanks." <laughs> it's true though. <laughs> Thanks, Pastor Alex. <laughs> And he, he wasn't like, oh, well, we should. He was like, oh, you know, God's going to hold you to that. And the interview is going to come for that. I, I, thank you. And he did. And Trev can testify every single day. And here's what I also am understanding, y'all. Because I'm refusing to quit, can I tell you what he's doing now? He's going after my family. He came for my mother in her mind so hard this week. He's come after me and my husband's marriage. Like y'all don't, and so I've literally, I apologize to Trev. I said, I am sorry that you have to deal with the with these attacks. They're, they're assigned to me, but because these are the people that I'm connected to, I cover, they're also going to take some hits. So I have to stay prayed up over covered this morning. I'm praying I'm cut, right? So you have to realize what we're hearing. It blows my mind every week because it's not stuff I would say, <laughs> right? It's, and, and here's the thing, it's in the word. It's not where, it's not like we're talking about anything outside. God keeps confirming it with his word. And he's taking us deeper into his word so he can grow us deeper in him. Please hear me. There is a requirement of intimacy now. Your intimacy, the level of intimacy you have with the father. And hear me, intimacy is not isolation. Okay, there's a difference. But the intimacy that God is requiring for us right now, you got to, it, 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 you got to go in harder. Like Malcolm said, oh, I can't, I, I don't get it, I don't get a rest. I think I told y'all the story before. As soon as I graduated from Bible college, I was like, yes. I went over to my mom. I moved back home. I went to my mom's house and I was laying on the couch. I said, girl, ooh, I'm on vacation. She said, from being a pastor. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I was like, I don't get a, she like, you don't get no break from being God's servant. I was like, oh, ooh, this job. <laughs> like oh I didn't right because you're thinking like when you work at your job you get a vacation you know get two weeks 
no, <laughs> no, no. So um, I want us to pray. I want Jermaine, are you able to pray this morning, brother, Minister Jermaine? Are you there? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, and and uh, Ty, are you able to pray this morning? Awesome. So I want you guys to pray. I cannot, there is this old song that keeps coming in my mind while y'all are praying and I can't shake it, but it says, as the deep panted for the water so my soul longeth after thee. You alone are my heart's desire and I long to worship thee. Cause you alone are my strength, my sleep. To you alone, may my spirit yield. For you alone are my heart, desire, and I love to worship you. And I long to worship you, and I long to worship you, for you alone are my strength, my shield, you God, that you're singing that, singing that song because in my mind I was just thinking about what um, Apostle Hicks' wife said at the, the merge about hosting the Lord. So that was in my mind. So we will continue to host you, Father God. Yes, God. We thank you. Jesus. We praise you. We humbly come before you today, Father God, in all of you. We thank you, Father God, for your love for us, God. Even with the question posed today, God, what, what are you teaching us? Mm. 
And so many have shared, Father God, just the things that you, the revelations, what you deposited in God. You didn't even have to, God. You didn't even have to do that, God. But you love us so much, Father God. You care for us so much individually and collectively, God. So we thank you this morning, God. We thank you, Father God, for keeping us throughout this week and today, God. We thank you, Father God, for each and every person on this Zoom call, God. We thank you, God, for providing a space for us, God, to share your goodness, God, to share your love, God, to share your grace, God, your mercy, God, and our love for each other, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for being our refuge, our security, God our peace, God, and your word says, God, therefore I will not fear God. So we will not fear, Father God, as, this, as uh, Apostle Kai said, this new paradigm shifts, God. Mm -hmm. As we continue to go heavenward, God, going up, God, ascending, God, of new things, Father God, that may arise, Father God. Help us, Father God, to deploy your biblical sound word, Father God, to each and everything that arises through us, God. That even though this may be foreign, Father God, we will trust in you, God, in every situation, Father God. It doesn't matter what comes up, Father God, we will rest in the shore of God, God, that you will keep us and have us, God. Because you've done it before, Father God. Why will you do it again, Father God? Forgive us, Father God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For holding you in a box, Father God, where you're just so bigger than that, God. You're so bigger than every and everything that we can imagine, God. So we thank you this morning, Father God. Continue to avail those things in us, Father God, that we're holding on to, God. That we need to relinquish, God. That we need to let go, God. That it takes every single day, Father God, to recite those things, Father God, that I let go. That this freedom, Father God, that you have given us, Father God, we hold on to, God. My Lord. Because you're just so great, Father God. This is important, Father God. <clears throat> Nothing else matters. Yeah. Nothing matters, God. It's all about you, Father God. Your yeah. works in us, God. Show us, Father God. How important this is, God. It's not as it's about our lives, Father God. It's about our families, Father God. People are looking at us, God. When destruction comes, Father God, how will we respond? How will we respond, Father God? And our response, Father God, won't be the same response you have, God. And we be resting assured, Father God, that we have you, God. So we thank you on today, God. We thank you, God, for what you're doing, God. We're in awe of you, God. So continue to have your way, Father God, as we continue to host you, Father God, in this place, God. We thank you and we praise you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. So just thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. 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 Thank you, Lord. I'm reminded of the song that says, I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies, God. I just, I just thank you, Father, that even in the midst of 
um, all that our world is, is going through, Father God, you've continued to just be faithful to us and you're keeping us, Father God. And thank you for just divine protection, Father God. I thank you in the name of Jesus that you still, Father God, have a promise for us, Father God. And I thank you, mm -hmm. Father, for every person on this screen, Father God, even those that are not here, God, mm -hmm. that you decided, Father God, to do something specific, Father God, in us, Father God, so that we could be used for your kingdom, Father God. Yeah. I thank you, Lord, just for raising us up as your ambassadors, God, to implore people to be reconciled mm -hmm. to you, Father God. And so, Father, I pray that we just continue this pursuit, Father God, of greater intimacy, Father God, and, and deeper connection, Father God, through pruning, Father God. I thank you, Father, for the abiding in you, Father God. I thank you in the name of Jesus for even moments of being vulnerable, Father God, and even greater accountability in this season, Father God. I thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit, God. I thank you, Lord God, that our pursuit of holiness, there are people that are pursuing happiness, God, but we pursue holiness, Father God. We pursue, Father God, being yes. in right alignment with your will and your word and your way, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that we do have freedom, God, but we thank you for, for continuing to just walk alongside us, Father God, in every process and every season, Father God, of pruning and every season of fire and every season of trial and tribulation, God, it is making us more like Christ. It says that when we are suffering, it's, we're becoming more like you. Yeah. So if we're suffering, we've ceased from sinning. <laughs> so God, I just thank you. Mm -hmm. I think that you've given us your word. You've given us your truth. You've given us, Father God, the rock that we can build our houses upon, Father God. And so when the winds blow and when the rains come, we're going to be standing strong because we have our stakes rooted in your word, Father God. I thank you in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood over every mind, over every heart in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that we are now, Father God, we are just so ready to receive the words from heaven, the seeds of heaven being planted deep, Father God, in our soil, the soil of our hearts, God. And I thank you, Lord, for shift, Father God. I thank you for shift in our minds. I thank you for shift in our souls, God. I thank you in the name of Jesus that your will is being done, Father God. We say your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Father God. And I pray that we remember that everywhere we go, Father, we are releasing heaven into yeah, every God. single atmosphere, God, that you would use us, Father God, to declare your will in every single situation in the name of Jesus, God, that we are the salt and we are the light, Father God. And so I thank you, Father, for what you are doing and what you want to say today in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. Let's just worship the Lord for a few minutes. Father, we just adore you. We thank you. We lift up your name, God, for you are great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give Hallelujah. you the honor. We give you the thank glory. You, Come on, let's unmute Worthy, ourselves and join collectively with our voice. Thank you, Father. 
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I'm very clear um, as to how God has been walking us through this journey from the beginning of the year, even to this point. What's very interesting is that we, we started this return to God in the book of Exodus and God has had us uh, learning about this Exodus, the way out for a while and, and, and releasing into us divine revelation for us to stay the course as we are journeying toward God, as we are taking steps toward God. We, we, um, we were right, we were ending Exodus when God began, right, this Exodus moment where we were right at the precipice of coming out of Egypt, right? And we have been in this season where we were learning, ah, thank you, Holy Spirit. We were learning how to battle in the wilderness, okay? And a lot of times, um, and I, I wanna break this um, bad theology, okay? I wanna break this off of you today, that the wilderness is a horrible place. And I say this because it would be if the wilderness is a bad place, it is then a contradiction to the place that Jesus said he often went to. Why would Jesus often retreat to the wilderness if the wilderness season, come on, y'all heard that, 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 that sermon before about your wilderness season and it's bad and it's dry. No, the wilderness is where you find God and find out who you are in God. It was in the wilderness, the desert, that Jesus, after being announced, affirmed, and confirmed by the Holy Spirit upon his baptism by John the Baptist, as he was led into the desert, the wilderness, right, an uncultivated land where no one else is but you, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. As he was led into that place, it says this is where he grew. And when he came out of that place, he was greater in God and could battle the enemy that was trying to get him to choose not to follow his father who was wanted him to deny his own identity so that he would never reach his destined his destined his destiny and the destination that God had set for him and you need to understand the wilderness season that is not biblical as you've heard it before the wilderness is the place because see can, can I tell you what we really need to be teaching is not isolation 
desolation, but running to the wilderness. What the children of Israel didn't understand was that, ah, Holy Spirit, no, you didn't just say this, that there was wealth in the wilderness. That the children of Israel became weary, so they started to wander. Then when they started to wander, they became worried. And because they were worried, they no longer could hear clearly. And because they couldn't hear clearly, then they couldn't see clearly. And because they couldn't see clearly, clearly they started to complain and murmur and fret and clamor and try to get back to a place of where they thought, look, they wanted to go back to a place that actually had them in bondage. Do you realize that what God has been doing is we've actually been in the wilderness, but he has been building us up so we could actually step into the promised land, not like they did fearful, but we could step into it free. My God, Holy Spirit today. So I see what he's been doing. See, he took us out of Egypt, dropped us in the wilderness where there was wealth. What is the wealth of the wealth of the revelation of who God is? The wealth of the revelation of God's word, the wealth of the revelation of God's president presence, his deity, the, the, the wealth of God and, and, and his protection and his provision. He was a cloud by day and a fire by night and they were complaining. He, he gave manna from heaven daily, but they were murmuring everything that they needed. They lacked nothing. They lacked no thing. And yet they acted as if God had forgotten about them when he was right with them all the time. Come on, we've done that. He's been right there. He's made the promise to never leave us nor forsake us, but we have acted as if he has disappeared and he doesn't know what's going on. But he said, the wilderness is a place of wealth and the wealth is found in me. And so I see you clearly, God, as you dropped us into the wilderness, what he started to do was give us divine revelation so that we would not step into the promised land fretful or fearful, but we would stand enter into the promised land faith-filled and freedom-filled. And so he said, I got I to gotta work out that prison syndrome because look, listen, the children of Israel have prison syndrome. They entered the land with prison syndrome. Even Moses had prison syndrome. Because at the end, even though he was in the face of God, even though he was in the mountain with God, he let the frustrations of the people cause him to walk out of his freedom and never enter into his rest. Woo, don't you let the frustration of people cause you to not walk into your freedom place, right? Your promised place. You have freedom, but the frustrations of people, the murmurs of people, the complaining of people can get you to be misdirected and mishear and misalign and misunderstand what God said and do what you want to do because they frustrated you out of faith. Frustration, frustration will, frustration will move you out of faith. 
That's why you got to guard your, let the peace of God guard your heart and mind. That's why you've got to watch what you're hearing, watch what you're listening to. You got to watch what you're looking at. You got to get a God perspective about everything. Even when you know the world, the world is coming at you. Even when you see the enemy launching attacks, you better get a heavenly perspective so that you have heavenly strategy. And so he's dropped us in the wilderness to build us up. It was the thing that he was trying to do with the children of Egypt. They didn't realize it was just three days of training. That three days of training was all he wanted to do. Three days of being in his presence. Three days of just being with him because it's in the wilderness you grow up. It's in the wilderness you grow deep. It's in the wilderness you find out who you are and you find out who you're not. It's in the wilderness that you find out who God is. It's in the wilderness where you meet him and encounter him like you never have. It's in the wilderness that you realize who's going with you and who's not. It's in the wilderness that you see your destiny before your feet touch the ground. It's in the wilderness that you understand that you have territory and land and promise and, and position in him. It's in the wilderness. The, the wealth of God becomes planted or should be planted firmly in you so that when you step into that promised land, you're not fearful, you're not fretting, you're not afraid, you're not terrified, but you become like Joshua said, I saw how big they were, but I see how big God is. I see how big God is. I get that there's giants in this, but what I see is promise and plenty and goodness and mercy. And what I know is that my God is for me and he's not against me. And he already said, this belongs to me. So if it belongs to me, I'm, it already belongs to me. Hear me, if it belongs to me, it already belongs to me. And that's the thing that we're missing. Oh, what's for me is for me. And then we're waiting for it to be for me. You don't understand what belongs to you belongs to you now. It doesn't belong to you when you get there. It belongs to you now. The promise isn't the promise when it arrives. It's the promise now. And until you realize what belongs to you belongs to you now, then you will not, you won't speak in faith. You won't move in faith. You'll keep waiting and you will always have an if in your mouth. Didn't he talk to us about that last week? No, there's no if, no if. I, I said it. I, I see what you're saying. I see where you're standing, but what are you saying? And so he's been, he's been tearing down old paradigms and he's been releasing new vision, new revelation so that we're able to step into the promised land. So it makes, so today it made more sense than, because I kept saying, God, you show me this next piece, but each week we're getting on and you, you, you're saying something different. And he said, I wasn't done because what I don't want for this people is what happened to the last people. See, even though I have prepared a place, even though I have made a way of escape, even though I showed them the promised land, even though I fulfilled every one of their needs, even even though I was with them and, and for them and I was, I was loving on them and lavishing my affection on them, they still didn't understand me. They still didn't know me. They still didn't trust me. They wanted the old thing when I had freed them into something brand new and glorious. The glory of God was with them and they just wanted to go back. The, the presence of God was around them and they just wanted to go back into suffering, into slavery and into bondage. And he says, I will not let my children 
in this generation uh, uh, be the last generation. Hear me, the last generation. We are this generation. When we talk about the next generation, that's you too, because you are part of that next generation. But God has said the next has now become has become the now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He says that when we keep talking about the next generation, he says, stop talking about the next and talk about the now generation. Understand you, me, we are part of the now generation. And so there's a responsibility on this now generation. That's why he's releasing now word. He's releasing present day word. He's not talking about our past anymore. God says, we've done that. We've worked through that. I need you to live in the now. I need you to stop rehearsing it. That's why I needed to break off this prison syndrome. I needed to show you who you are. I need to show you what's for you. And I need you to understand we're getting ready to go. We're getting ready to go. We're getting ready to go. Ah, and yet there's one last thing. Go with me to Joshua chapter one. Lord, Lord, Holy Spirit, I see you today. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm gonna read out of the Amplified. We're just reading Joshua chapter one. Let's back this up. Moses has now died, okay? Moses who reinterpreted God's word because he was frustrated by the people has now been told by God, he shall not enter into the promised land. And so he says to Moses that Joshua will be the one to lead them into Canaan, okay? And so we're now at Joshua chapter one. And we're going to read verses one through nine. I'm reading out of the Amplified and it says this. Now it happened after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise to take his place, cross over this Jordan, you and all this people into the land which I'm giving to them, to the sons of Israel. Verse three says, I have given you every place on which the sole of your foot treads, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness of Arabia in the south and this Lebanon in the north, the north, the north, the north, the north, the north. Come on, Miss Daphne. Even as far as the great river, the river Euphrates in the east, all the land of the Hittites, Canaan, and as far as the great Mediterranean Sea toward the west shall be your territory. Verse five says, no man will be able to stand before you to oppose you as long as you live. Just as I was present with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not fail you or abandon you. Come on, number six. Be strong and confident and courageous for you will give this people as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers. Remember that, that, that that's the, the last generation. To give them only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do everything in accordance with the entire law. Law meaning because we now have the, the, the Pentateuch, the five books of the Bible, but we also have the law of the Ten Commandments, okay? Which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Because remember, Moses, the Ten Commandments. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may prosper 
and be successful. Oh, I love this part. Wherever you go. It doesn't say just be prosperous and successful in this territory, right? He just said, I, I'm showing you everything I gave you when he says, wherever you go. Verse eight, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall read and meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will be successful. Do you understand that there is a way to be prosperous and successful? I know we talk about, a lot of us quote, oh, and God will make my way prosperous and I'll be successful. But it says the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall read and meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything in accordance with all that is written in it. For then, there's, there's a clause, for then, you will make your way prosperous and then you will be successful. Verse nine, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified or dismayed, intimidated for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And so we exodus. The word exodus means a road out. God gave us the road out. We know that our focus places were returning to him. Then he dropped us in the wilderness because there's a wealth of revelation and he's growing us and fine tuning us and preparing us. And so today I wanna to talk to you from this subject, before you go, before you go. I know we're right there. Some of you have been like, well, when are we going to cross over to Jordan? When are we going to step into the promise? When is this moment? I know we talked about the Exodus and I know God has been dealing with us individually and collectively and pruning us and cutting some fat away. But before you go, this is what I love. He, 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 he speaks to Joshua. And really this moment here from verse one to nine is really Joshua before you go. First, what he does is he reminds Joshua of his new commission, his new assignment. I, I believe by the spirit of God that during our will, these moments in the wilderness where we've been getting the wealth, that God has been reminding you, some of you needed a reminder of your assignment, a reminder of who you are in him, as well as an introduction to who you're becoming. And for some of you, an introduction and a revelation to who you are and what he's calling you to. And please, I need us all to understand what you thought was doesn't matter anymore. You better have a fresh revelation, a now revelation of what God is saying to you now, about you now. Hear me, there are some things that God said that are already have already been done that we're still looking for in the future. And God said, I've already did that. I've already done that. Stop waiting for that to continue. So I'm gonna use, I don't know why Faith and, and Danny are just, they're over here, but I can see them out of my peripheral. I'm gonna use Faith as an example. Years ago, God told Faith that he would make her name great on in, in, in her community, in her area. Now, here is where the enemy could fool her. 
Faith's name is already great there now. But if she continues to wait for it to become greater or an idea of what she thinks great is, then she's still waiting for God to do something he's already done. But see, we put the measure of what great means. But God says, I've already made your name great, so great that a ministry we've never seen, none of us have ever attended, would give us all of their property free. Her name. That, that the community would, would know K-How, people we've never met, never seen, because her name. That the community would watch her walk her dog in a neighborhood where people would say, why is this woman walking her dog But start and, and sweeping out her porch? But now they're doing things that they saw her do because her name is great. She's already received the favor, the acceptance and the kindness of God, which now has unlocked opportunity and doors in the community. But if she has an idea of what great means, she will keep thinking God's not finished yet when God's already done what he promised he would do. And so many of us are still holding on to word as if God hasn't already done it. It's done. And now he's trying to give you a fresh word in this now season for this now generation for you to stand here. Because see, if I'm still waiting for that word to be finished, even though it's already been done, then I'll keep looking back. I need you to hear me today. I need you to hear me today. I declared that this was already healed. Y'all, I said it to y'all. I said it to y'all already. This is already healed. So every day I'm not looking at it and going, oh, you got to get healed. Oh, God, please heal it. It's already healed. And I literally said to Trev, and if I go there and they say something different, I'll still follow their protocol, but I'm already healed. So if I'm waiting for healing, then I don't believe God's word that says by his stripes, I am healed not i'm gonna be healed not that the doc no 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 i'm standing on what he's already done believing it's done and so he's talking to joshua and he says before you go i need to tell you what it already is i need to tell you where i'm going to stand i need to tell you who i'm gonna be to you i need you to understand that it's already done for you so that when you walk in. You don't walk in intimidated. You don't walk in uh, 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 hesitant. You don't walk in afraid. You don't, oh, because this is for some of us, that you don't shrink back. That you don't shrink back. Come on. That you don't shrink back. That you don't shrink back. I, 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 I'm going to keep, I hear you, Holy Spirit. That you don't shrink back. I don't know who this is for, but that you don't shrink back. That you don't go low in size. That you don't hide and, and, and take cover. You don't shrink back. I, oh, I put a lion in you in this wilderness. I put a roar in you during this wilderness. I put a boldness in you during this wilderness. See, this isn't the wilderness of the children of Israel. This is is the wilderness of the now generation who go into the wilderness and come out looking like Christ. Come out, uh, come on, come out and come out into the promised land with an enemy waiting and ready. And our response is the same as Jesus. It is written. It, it's already written because it's already done. And you're getting, no, 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 no. I, I'm clear about who I am now. I'm clear about the journey ahead of me. I'm clear about where I'm going. And I'm clear about what God has said he would do and be for me. And so God says, Joshua, I, I want to be very clear about this relationship. 
I know you watched me with Moses. You were Moses' attendant. You were able to see some things that other people weren't privy to see. Oh my God. Some of you, most of you, all of you have seen some things that we were privy to see. Even in ministries, good, bad, and ugly, we were privy to see. There were some beautiful things we were privy to see, but God said, I needed you to see to learn who I am, not who they are. Ah, see, we get privy to see something and our eyes get focused and stuck on the man and the woman. But God said, I got, I gave you privilege. I, I, I allowed you to see something. I allowed you to hear some conversation. I allowed you to see some revelation. Not that you would get your eyes fixed on them, but that you would get your eyes fixed on me. And the problem is we get fixated on the man of God or the woman of God and we miss God himself. And so when they fall, when, when they aren't doing right, then we feel like we got to go and help them recover. That ain't your job. We feel like we got to help them get back to their mountaintop. That's not your job. They've got to help themselves because guess what? God was talking to them about their vision. God was talking to them about their, their revelation. God was talking to them about their assignment and their journey. But God was trying to get you, to, uh, give it, was giving you insight information and and showing you his his grace and his wisdom and his revelation and his love and his joy but you got so fixated on them that you missed him but he's saying i, I dropped y'all in the wilderness th th this now generation so that i could show you me so that you could see yourself that I could begin to encourage you into who you're becoming, where I could begin to release vision, where you would begin to agree with me about you, that you would let go of the old uh, ideas of who you are. You'd let go of who people said you were. You'd let go of the infirmity that you thought would hold you for the rest of your life, that you would understand that you have freedom and are free indeed, that you would no longer come on, that you would let the shackles actually fall uh, down, that you would let the prison door begin to collapse around you, that you wouldn't make a bigger sail to roam around, but that you fully walk out of it, that you would see the, the stone was rolled away and that I called you ahead and that if you go ahead and if you go ahead, I prepared a place. And so he talks to Joshua and he says, Joshua, Moses is dead. <laughs> and the first thing he says to Joshua, I'm saying to you today, arise. Did not the spirit of God tell us at the beginning of the year, as pastor said, we are all leaders, that it was time for us to rise up. The first thing he said, he says in verse two, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, he's saying this to Joshua, arise. Let me give you some definitions about that word arise. It means to stand. Oh God, I hear you today. I see you. I, mm. Oh my goodness, stand. Can, can we just talk for a moment just, just about standing? God said, I see where you're standing, but what are you saying? Uh, but now today God says, I need you to stand. I need you to be firmly planted. So, so if any of you watch basketball, there is a, a position 
that uh, sometimes a forward or a center will, will take where they have to plant their feet and they cross their arms. And, and as an opponent runs into them, it's called a charge. And so either uh, it will be an, an offensive foul or a defensive foul. But the, but the way for the man who's playing defense to not take the foul is that he has to firmly plant his feet and stand. God is calling you to be in position to firmly plant your feet and stand so that when the issues of life, when the attacks of the enemy come, that you don't take the foul, but they do. Because when you all, when they're planted right, <laughs> when their feet are securely grounded, it doesn't even matter if they fall, the foul doesn't belong to them. Hear me, it's not foul, it's favor. And so we, uh, too many times we haven't been planted. So we've taken the foul, we've taken the foul and somebody else has been awarded, Lord, Holy Spirit, I don't know what you're doing, but someone else has been awarded points that were supposed to be ours. Someone else has gotten an opportunity to stand at the line and shoot a free throw that should have been ours. Somebody was actually supposed to win, the, we were supposed to win the game, but we let the enemy win because we were firmly planted and ready to take the charge. God is charging you. God is charging you. God is charging you. Are you ready to take the charge? Arise also means this. Ah, Danny, become powerful. Woo! He, he's saying to, to Joshua, I need you to stand, but I also need you to become powerful. Uh, Joshua, understand that the power comes through me. The might comes through me, through my spirit. But I need you to become powerful, not in the things of this world, not in the accolades of man, not in the pride of life, not the lust of the eyes, but I need you to be powerful in the spirit. I need you to be powerful in me because this is how you prosper and have good success. Arise also means this, ooh, ooh, to endure. Come on, we talked about enduring last year, right? We talked about endurance. It says to, to, to arise, you've got to be able to be, to endure. It means this, to be fixed. Oh, it means this, take your place. Too many of you are letting other people take your place. I hear you, Holy Spirit. He keeps asking you to do the thing, asking you to come over here, but you keep letting other people take your place ooh, because, you're, uh, because you're minding someone else's business. You can't take your place because you're minding someone else's business. You can't take your place because you're too preoccupied in what they're doing and what's happening over there. He says, mind your own business so that you can take your place. Stop being fixated on their stuff. It was Moses's fixation with their frustration that cost him his freedom. You better mind your business. Then this, I love this, it means this. Arise means this, Trev, come on the scene. Could, could you just come on the scene? Could, could you just come on the scene? See, th th there, is, there is an importance to your presence. Your pre there's an importance attached to your presence. See, when you come on the scene 
atmospheres are, are transformed. When you come on the scene, demons tremble. When you come on the scene, things start to come into alignment. When you come on the scene, so does God. Because I've hosted his presence at home. When I come on the scene, the presence I host comes with me. The, the, the power through his anointing in me comes with me. Come on the scene. And I, as I was right, look, y'all, God gave me this three and a half weeks ago. I've been, I've been trying to get us here for three and a half weeks. And God said this, and I wrote it down. He said, I need you to show up before the show up starts. <laughs> I wrote it down, I circled it because I was like, what? I need, he said, to come on the scene means I need you to show up before the show, hear me, stop, up starts. Uh, uh, there's a show that you've got to show up for. And before the show starts, before the show up starts, before you are even on the scene, you need to stand, you need to become powerful, you need to already be fixed and planted and firm and take your place. I need you to show up before the show up starts. See, we're always waiting for it to start to show up. You were supposed to show up before the start. If you've ever been in theater, uh, I did an off-Broadway play years ago. And the thing is, is that uh, uh, we have to show up hours before the show actually started. And we weren't there to do rehearsals because we had done rehearsals for months. We weren't even there to do the dress rehearsal because we had done that days before but we had to be in the theater before the show started because we had to show up before the show was up <laughs> before the audience came come on hear me before they see you before they know you before they they give you the applause and they give you the bravo you gotta show up already you gotta be in the atmosphere you gotta be in the dressing room you gotta be there with god so that god is able to infill you and fill you up with everything that is necessary for you to go out there and perform uh, now, now hear me not play not act but perform that which he has called you to be and become to stand in his in, in, in his infinite wisdom and power and grace and to stand in his authority that you become that which you are becoming i'm gonna say that again that you become that which you are becoming and, and and just even in that one word god says so much to joshua before you go the first thing i need you to do is arise the, the, just, just before you go it's interesting it, 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 it's almost as if god looked at how he led them out the last time and the and the humanity or the nature of humanity and said, I gotta do this a little bit different this time. I, I, I need to secure Joshua now before he leads them. And so he says, arise. Then he says this, arise and then what? Cross over. 
God talked to us earlier this year, the cross, cross, crossover, the cross is over everything, right? But now he's talking about this, this, this natural crossing over. Crossing over means this to march over. Uh, it means this to overtake. It means, ooh, advance. I love this, to pass over or through. And why I love that is because God has consistently been saying to us through the spirit of the Holy Spirit, I'm taking you through. I I'm taking you through. What I love about this march over is because just a few verses down, we're gonna read it. He tells us about the enemies in the territories that will not even be able to fight against us. <laughs> he gives us the, the width and the depth of the territory. And he's saying, I need you to march over it. <laughs> you're gonna march over the enemy this time. You're gonna march over the, the, your adversaries this time. You're gonna overtake your, your enemies. You're gonna advance past your enemies. You, you're gonna, how about this? You're gonna advance further than the last generation did. This is all, these two things are in verse two. Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise and cross over this Jordan, which I am, and uh, you and all of this people into the land which I am giving to them, to the sons of Israel, you are the sons and daughters of God. Understand, he owns all of this. He is over all of this and he's giving it all to us. The same promise he gave to the children of Israel is the same promise he's giving you now. The land I promised, because didn't, didn't he tell us there's a Canaan with your name on it. The territory, the promise that I've given you it's time to cross over your Jordan. See, see the, 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 the Jordan is a, there's a, there's a, there's still a, there's still a land that we're about to cross over. There's a place, a territory, there's a sea, there's water. <laughs> there's water that we've got to pass through. And what I love is that we know this, the, the, the water of God, uh, the, when we hear the word water, the, we realize there's purification in the water. It also is, is the flow of God, but the presence and the spirit of God. And so in this wealth of the wilderness, he says, I'm about to finish because you're going to cross through this Jordan. And in that journey, they had to go through the water. Remember, when they escaped from Israel, he lifted the water on each side of them and they passed through on dry land. He didn't do that this time. He said, you've got to pass through the water because the water, the, the, this final journey is now this place of purification. B before you go, before you go, you've got to stand and be purified. You've got to stand and be one in my spirit and one with my spirit. Because you can't do this without my spirit. So we go to verse three and he says this, I have given you every place on which the soles of your foot treads, just as I promised to Moses. 
Oh, I love this. Verse four, from the wilderness in the south and the Lebanon in the north, even as far as the great Euphrates in the east and the land of the Hittites, Canaan, and as far as the great Mediterranean Sea toward the west. Uh, here it is. He says, this shall be your territory. Uh, he said, arise, cross over. The next thing he, he lets Joshua know is about his territory. Each of you has a, a territory. There, there is a divine territory. And let me, I need to break this down because here's the problem that we've had. We have tried to, we have wondered why, who we are in God. And sometimes even the anointing we have in God doesn't work over there. Can I tell you why? That's not your territory. See, we, 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 we try to go into another man or another woman's territory and, and think that we're going to go in and do this and do that. But see, the favor, the kindness of God and the acceptance of God, the, 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 the charge over your life and your Canaan is not their Canaan. Now, here's what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that God may not use you there, but it is not your territory. And so you got to find out where is my territory? Because, oh, I'm gonna help you, oh, Holy Spirit. Even some of you right now who are helping, and I'm not talking about Kahab, some of you are helping other people in their territory. And there has been some frustration sometimes. And it feels like you've had some tension sometimes because it's not your territory. And you're trying, ooh, you're trying to work your gifts and your anointing in a territory that isn't, does not have provision for who you are. They don't even understand the depths of what God has placed in, upon your life. They don't even understand the depths of the spirit, spiritual connection you have with God. And that is why we have to be careful to do the assignment, but then to leave a man's territory so that we can fully be in that which God has provided territory for us. Now, what is beautiful is that if we look at, he said, Children of Israel, this was all of their territory. This wasn't just Joshua's. So there is a territory, right? God says, I've given all of my children. I own a cattle on a thousand hills. All this belongs to me. And so there is an inheritance that we have. And yet our assignments, our Canaan's, our promises are attached to a territory. This territory means this. It means a region, a land. Ooh, I'm about to hurt you and a border. There are some places you 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 can't you. There are some places you're an illegal alien in. There are some places you don't have permission. And we've got to start asking God, do I have permission to enter this territory? Because a lot of times God's growing us and we get excited and we're in new regions and new lands and we just start moving as if it's our territory. God, I, I, do I have permission? I was in a, I was in a, uh, I went to an event one time with my friend and her and her husband were pastors. 
and, and we were there to, to see her, her niece deliver her first uh, sermon. And we were sitting there and, and there was a lot of chaos going on. And I remember my friend's husband tapping me and going, don't you feel that? Should we say something? Should we do something? And I said, no. And he said, why? I said, because this is not our house. I said, unless God speaks to that man and at some point God gives us permission, this is his house. And I cannot do what I am created and called to do in another man's house without his permission. And many times we have gone places and because we see a thing and know a thing, we've opened our mouths. We started to pray, we started to do things and move, not your territory and you have not been given permission. And then we wonder why we're suffering these repercussions. We wonder why they didn't understand, why they didn't receive, why couldn't they hear? Not your house, not your territory. There are borders that we, we are illegal aliens in. So even when I'm invited to come and speak somewhere else, hear me y'all, I have gone places and have said, I will, I will meet with the pastor and say, do you give me permission to do this? Do you give me permission to do this? Do, and they will say, we give you permission to be you. We didn't invite you to not give you permission. But see, I don't go in there, but just assuming I get to do. No, do you give me permission? Because here's what I know. The spirit of God is a gentleman and the spirit of God would never cause me to be out of order just because I see something. When I see something in my seat and I've not been given permission, what I do is, inter is, is begin to pray and ask Jesus, how are you interceding here? And how do you want me to agree with the intercession that you're already releasing in what I see? I just need to be in agreement because I see this. I, it's heavy. I see it. And a lot of times when I just start to pray, what Jesus is asking me to pray in agreement with his will, something begins to move and then permission is given. I've been in places that I went with someone else to. Didn't nobody know me, my name, what I did. And because I was in agreement with what God wanted to do, in agreement with the prayers that Jesus was praying and aligned with the spirit, the person at the podium said, you, can you come here? God says you have something to release. Do you have a word? Do you have a, and I will still go, do you give me permission? Yes. And then I will move. But there have been places I've never give, been given permission by the person who is, is in charge of this border and this territory, but I've stood in the gap with God and I've watched things happen. And so you've got to know your, your territory. He said, Joshua, all of this is yours. All of this is yours. The, the, this, this region, these borders, this land. Let's go down to verse five. I hope you stay with me. I hope, I hope you're getting this today. Then he says in verse five, I love this. No man will be able to stand before you to oppose you as long as you live. Woo! And then he says this, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or abandon you. 
let's go back back here. See, we're always, my God today, Holy Spirit. We're always looking for our opposition. (laughs) And he just said to Joshua, there is none with man. (laughs) There's no man. Now, what he didn't say, there's no enemy. There's no demon in hell. There's no imps. There's no, he said, no man will be able to stand before you Oh, I love to oppose you as long as you live. See, can I tell you, I'm giving you a way to look at this because there will be men that will oppose you, but God said there's no man that can oppose you. See, it's what you give them the ability to do that gives them, I don't know if you're hearing me. I don't, I don't know if you're getting this. They can oppose you all they want, but he says, No man can oppose you as long as you live. No man can stand before you to oppose you as long as you live. I hear what their mouths are saying. I know how they're talking. I know, but if you understand that that don't work, that they have no authority, that they have no validity, then you'll stop worrying about this. You'll stop worrying about what you're hearing because you already know they can't oppose the will of God and the work of God and the way of God. Why am I giving them attention? Why am I giving, why am I wasting my time when he has already said no man will be able to stand before you to oppose you? And, 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 And here's how he anchors it, because I will be with you. And I will not abandon you or leave you. Verse five is a promise. He said, as I was. And the reason why he says, as I was with Moses is because Joshua saw God as he was with Moses. Oh my goodness. See, many of us have not seen God as he was with someone. We've not seen God's deity and his power in a way that that assures us what I saw you talk to Moses. I saw you reveal yourself to Moses. I saw the transfigure. I saw it all. So he says, let me, you know how I was with Moses. So as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. So here's what I want you to do right now. I want you to put in your mind someone that you have seen great with God. I didn't say great in God. Hear what I said. Great with God. Come on, because look, I have someone, my spiritual father, Elder Claiborne, who y'all have met. So I know there was a time he literally looked at me and said, you're us, you me, we're the same. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. you're insane. What is the matter with you? Not at all. But he wasn't speaking to where I was. He was speaking to who I was. And he said, no, 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 hear me, we're the same. This was years ago. And when I accepted that, it was my acceptance of what he said that then caused him to always make sure I operated in who I was. But I could say, as you have been with elder, so shall you be with me. I need you to put someone in your mind that you have seen. I didn't say you've heard. Up close and personal, not on TV. You've seen God be great. And then you've seen that relationship. And there have been times you've been like, God, I wish I could, I want to, 
I want you, and God is saying to you today, Danny, as you saw me with, so am I with you. Tanya, as you see me, so, Ty, as you, so am I with you. See, the problem is you don't realize you have, you've, you've had not just one or two, but you've had some Moseses in your life. And, but here's the thing. Ooh, I don't, Holy Spirit, I, I, I'm, okay. Here's the thing. You focused too much on their finish because they failed that you stopped looking at God with them and God in them. See, we always focus on what didn't happen. Moses was great in God. Even it, come on, even in Hebrews chapter 11, when God, when, when, when the writer writes about the, the, those of great faith, Moses is mentioned. Even, come on, he's still mentioned even though he didn't enter in. Because he was great with God and he was great in God. You need to understand and take this for yourself. As I was with Moses, your Moses, so I will be with you. It's a promise. I will never leave you. I love this. It says this, that part leave, that word leave there. It means I will never drop you. Can we be honest? There have been a lot of people who have dropped us. But God says, I, I won't drop you. It means this, I won't sink you. I won't let you sink. Oh my God. I, I, we know it means forsake and abandon, but that I won't drop you and I won't let you sink, which means I won't let you drown. I, I won't let you go uh, uh, be, 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 be pushed under. Come on, let's keep walking. We're only in verse six. And then, he says this, because before you go, let's back up. I need you to arise. But before you go, I need you to cross over. Before you go, I need you to take your territory and understand your borders. And before you go, I'm making you a promise. Hear me. Before, before you go, before you go, I'm making you a promise. And now here's what I require. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. This is a requirement. And he says this in verse six, be strong and confident in the Amplified and courageous for you will give this people as an inheritance, the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Here's where I love. Verse seven comes and he says this, only be strong <laughs> and very courageous. We're gonna stop right there because he repeats it for a reason. Anytime you see God repeat himself, it is because what he is doing is trying to, to, to seed a revelation that will be planted in you. He's seeding revelation that you need now before you go. See, we think that we need to be courageous and confident and strong when we get there. He said, before you go, I need this seated in you now. 
Because see, we're always waiting to get somewhere to become something. He said, you need to be it now so that you know how to be it there. I need you to become strong now so that you will be strong there. I need you to become confident now so that you will be confident there. I need you to become courageous now so that you will be courageous there. So that this word be strong, it means this. Once again, be firm. It means to encourage. I love this, display strength. So this isn't just about having inner strength, but you need to display your strength because mm, we're good at displaying our weaknesses and our frailty and our pity parties and our woe is me isms but he says i need you to display your strength for the joy of the lord is your what so what should we be displaying joy if the joy of the lord is my strength that is what i should be displaying, even in the face of adversity, I should be displaying joy because that's where my strength is. Strength is found in my joy for the joy of the Lord is my strength. He said this and courageous, that word courageous means this, alert. Look, you, no time for sleeping. I love it. Mr. Malcolm said, no time for breaks. No, no timeouts, be alert. It means this, be brave, be brave. I love this, be secure and be determined. Can I tell you what you're not gonna be able to do in, in Canaan is try. Try means to make an attempt. In Canaan, you have to be determined to do. If you look up the word try, it means to make an attempt which is why we're, I try to do this. I try, I make the attempt, but it is not until you determine to do a thing that it actually happens. So in Canaan, God says, I, I don't want you to keep trying and trying. I want you to determine to do, which means you will, oh, can I tell you? So determine to do equals agree to obey. If you remember, we will not be in full obedience until we are full in full agreement with his will, his way, and his word. So be strong and courageous. So he says two times back to back. First, he says, be strong, confident, courageous. So be firm, display strength. It also means that word strong means prevail. Prevail. So he says, prevail, be firm, display strength, stay alert, be brave and determined. Then he says, only be these things. <laughs> In the Amplified, it says, only be strong and courageous. He reiterates it because he's trying to get Joshua to understand, this is not what you do, this is who you have to be. This is who you have to become. You have to become a strong man, a courageous man, a confident man, and only be strong and confident and courageous because all the attributes needed are attached to these things. Because in order to be these things, you must remain what? Ah, come on, he's bringing everything back that y'all said. Daphne said, I'm learning to what? Abide. 
to in order to stay these things, to, to become these things, and then to be these things, I must remain, abide in him. And then he makes it very clear. He said, only be strong and courageous. But here's the part. He says, but be careful. He stops right here. He says, I, I need you to be careful. That word here means to keep guard, to observe. Uh, can I give you this? Watchmen. That's the word, watchmen. So after he tells them to be strong and courageous, then he says it again. I'm telling you, only be strong and courageous. He says, be careful. He's warning him. He's saying, I'm trying to set you up for success. So be careful, keep guard, observe, and be a watchman over what? The law and the entire law. Be careful to do everything in accordance with the entire law, which Moses, my servant, commanded you. And you've got to remember, outside of the Ten Commandments, the, the Pentateuch, the, 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 the first five books of the Bible are being written, right? So Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, they're all being written, right? And, and, and as you read them, they're all the precepts and laws that Aaron has been given. Moses, they're, they're giving to the children. Literally, Deuteronomy 28 tells you how to be blessed or be cursed. <laughs> but then there's the Ten Commandments as well. And he says, do not turn from it to the left or to the right. He says, so that you may prosper and be successful wherever you go. It doesn't say in whatever you do. It says wherever you go. And then verse eight, it says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall read and meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything. He says it again, so you may be careful to do everything in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will be successful. Do y'all see, he says that again. He says it twice again, right? Because I, I, I was just, I was just in verse seven, right? Where at the end of verse seven says, the entire law so that you make your way prosperous. Then verse eight, he says, then he tells you how to do it. Meditate on it, to read, to meditate. Meditate, not to mm, meditate, but to, to be contemplative over the words, to allow them to be rehearsed and deepened into your spirit, to remember, to rehearse, to practice that it be steeped in your remembrance, as it, that it would be a living reminder, that it would be planted in you firmly. But he says it again, observe it, be careful to observe, be careful, be careful, be careful. Because what God was showing Joshua then is what we know now, the word of God is about you and the word of God is the blueprint that carries you. It is a necessity. Back then they only had five books yet. We've got 66 <laughs> and we better be careful to observe, to, 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 to keep, to guard, to be watchmen. That word obser observe there means to produce, to accomplish, but it also means to prepare. So keep, be a watchman that produces, that prepares all the law, 
those three words there, when you exegete it in the Hebrew, it's the law of instruction, the prophetic teaching and the Mosaic law, okay? That's what it means. Back then, that, that was called the Mosaic law. We're now verse nine, last verse. And then he says, have I not commanded you? I'm, I'm always blown. I don't know about you. When God asks me questions, I'm always like, why are you asking this question? Because you know you know the answer. But he, he, but I need you to answer. Have I not commanded you? And he says it a third time. Be strong and courageous. Stop right there. We're going to keep going. Why do you think God has to say this? Three times, back to back to back. He doesn't change his pace. He doesn't change course in his word. He doesn't change course in the message because he understood before you go, you must become. What tripped them up is they were so busy trying to get things that they never became anything. They were so fearful and still stuck in the old mindset, their prison syndromes. They didn't trust me. Remember last week, God talked about trusting him. They were standing with me, but I was listening to what they were saying. They were, there was contradictions in their walk. There was a lack of agreement with me. So I'm saying this repeatedly because I need you to get this and I need it to take root because you don't know what's ahead of you. Even though I've already prepared it, even though I've told you no man can oppose you, even though I've told you the, the depth and the range of what belongs to you and the inheritance that you are leading everyone into, I gotta remind you because the enemy's coming to take you out. Be strong, be courageous. There's Hittites and Perizzites that, that want to, to steal from you. Be strong and courageous. Be fortified, be firm, be fixed. Observe the word, remember my promises. Remember what I've asked you. Don't covet another man's wife. Keep the Sabbath for it is holy. Do not murder, honor thy mother and thy father. Here's the ways to stay blessed. Here's the ways of cursing. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. How are you going to use your tongue? Because your tongue is a weapon, either for evil or for good. Your tongue is a weapon. Come on, we murdered some people with our tongues. And, and Joshua, I'm sending you in the territory. Guess what? As my spokesman or my spokeswoman. See, where God is releasing you, the Canaan attached with your name on it, you are his mouthpiece in that land. So be, be careful. And then finally, he says this, do not be terrified or dismayed. He says, it says this, don't dread. Because here's, this, this is the part, that word there means don't dread. And, and I thought about that because I thought, don't dread. Why? But so many of us, as excited as we are to get to the next place, we dread the promise. And God says they dread the promise because they're still focused on who they were and don't realize I'm not going to let you enter until I finish you. 
if I've given it to you, I've already approved and validated you. If I'm telling you, you can go, that means I'm sure about who you are. Stop dreading this new place. Stop dreading what they think. Stop dreading what's gonna happen. Stop trying to plan and prepare for what you don't know because Jeremiah 29, 11, only I know the plans. Only I know what's, what's ahead. And I've already promised you, Joshua, as I was with your Moses, so I will be with you. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. I won't let you sink. I won't let you fall. I won't drop you. So he says, do not be afraid. Don't be scared. Don't be terrified. Don't be intimidated. And don't dread this for the Lord your God who is with you wherever you go wherever you go. So here's the beautiful thing. It may not be your territory, but he's still with you there. Because <laughs> he says, wherever you go, I'm with you. Now, you may not be able to do something there, but I'm with you there. So even in someone else's territory where they think they can attack you there, come on, where they think that they've got the upper hand over there, I'm with you there. Even in a foreign land, I'm with you there. Wherever you go, there I am. This is what I love. He didn't say wherever I go. He said, wherever you go. <laughs> so if you go to the grocery store, I'm there. If you, if you go to, to, the, to the mall, I'm there. If, if you go to the beauty salon, I'm there. If you go to your mama house, I'm there with you. I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. And you need to know this. I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. I'm with you when you mess up. I'm with you when you make a mistake. I'm with you when you fall. Cause I'm not, the, I'm not gonna let you sink. I'm gonna pick you back up. Cause I'm with you wherever you go. Uh, Psalms tells us that even if you go to the pit of hell, he'll find you there because he's with you wherever you go. And so I'm about to close and God showed me this. The, 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 the name Joshua means this, God is deliverance. That's what Joshua's name means. God is deliverance. And so so as God, God is getting us ready because it's, it's about that time. And he's saying, before you go, arise. Before you go, cross over. Before you go, take your territory. Before you go, remember the promise I made to you. Before you go, be strong. Before you go, be courageous. Before you go, be exceedingly, exceedingly and abundantly. Because it says, be very which means exceedingly and abundantly strong and courageous. He says it again. I'm going to tell you again, be strong. But I'm going to tell you, be careful to be strong and courageous and be careful to observe my word, to keep my word and all of the law. Don't turn to the left. Don't turn to the right. And then he says, I, again, I need you to remember my word. I need you to observe it and to meditate on it. To keep it close, to read it, to rehearse it. And then he ends with, and again, be strong. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, be courageous. But again, I'm going to promise you, before I, before I stop talking, I'm going to promise you this. Again, I'm with you wherever you go.
So God said this morning, as you guys are praying, if God chose Joshua and Joshua's name mean God is deliverance, he said to write this down, all of you write this down. And he's asking this, if Joshua, God is deliverance, was, was, was positioned to be, to, to deliver the people into promise, God is asking you today, who will you deliver? Who will you deliver? And understand you can only deliver the people into their inheritance if you follow these instructions and become this man or this woman that he's creating in Joshua to be able to enter into the promise. Any questions, comments, or concerns? I don't know why this one let me oh there we go thank you jesus any questions any comments any concerns i know take it in it's it's i didn't know which way i didn't know how holy spirit was going to do this today but i i'm a little shook my myself so take a, a a second i see uh danny and faith i don't know who it is it's me um that was really great. There were so many things that just, um, it just, it was a really great word. Um, I was just reminded when you were talking about um, asking God for permission to enter a territory. Mm -hmm. um, I just remembered um, 2018, March, when, um, when I got arrested and then I came to St. Louis and then I agreed with what God was, had shown and said about me moving. Mm -hmm. um, and when I was in my last month in LA, Pastor Kai, I know you remember this, I went on a vacation with a friend of mine to Mexico. Yep. And we had planned that trip before everything. So that wasn't meant to be like our last trip before me right. leaving, but that was, we always went to Mexico every summer together. Um, and even from the year before that, when I had been baptized, I remember both Pastor Alex and Pastor Kai saying, um, you know, just just ask God in every every move you make and just make sure that it's God that you've had confirmation, you know, it, things are different, who you're around, how you move. Um, and then obviously the following year, we this was our trip. And I remember not asking the Lord. Um, and just in my mind thinking, almost like I owed it to her, you know, we had this trip booked, you know, we've always been not even acknowledging the work God had started to do in me. And the trip was horrible. It, the, the, it was just so horrible. She was trying to get me to drink. It just was uncomfortable. And I had this moment where I was like, I really used to have fun with her. Um, but I was a different person in a different space. Yeah. But I remember thinking when I went, you know, Pastor Kai, you said it, you're like, God will still cover us. And I remember thinking, oh, God has done so much in me. I can't wait to see what he does with her on this trip. God didn't do anything with her in this trip. God reminded me of who I was and where I was. And after that trip, and I always say it, I'd rather be in God's will than people please. If God has not confirmed or said move, I won't do it. But that was just such a reminder, again, for me about um, just having God's permission to enter a territory because it it was just 
you know, and what the crazy thing is, she she was having a good time. She didn't see or feel anything because she's not in, wasn't in the space that I was in. But for me, I just was seeing the atmosphere felt horrible, you know, just just the interaction, the company, it just comes down to all of these things that again, I say if it's not God, it's day, it's not even not wanting to, it's dangerous. Um, and I had that experience and I'm like, I will never have it again. And now just thinking what I shared last week about a trip I just took, which was mind blowing because God said, go. Um, and that territory was completely different. So that was just a reminder. And I think it's always good to have those reminders and just for me to just always know, um, just moving, um, in God's will and timing. So, but you know, this was just, there was so much, but that just one part stuck out. So yeah. Amen. Amen. Ashley, I see your hand. Thank you, Faith. Thank you so much for sharing that. <clears throat> yes. Apostle Kai, I, whew, I don't even know where to begin, but one thing that really just was speaking to me, speaking to my spirit many years ago, Pastor Alex told me, and I think this was like before 2016, like 2015, he told me, he was like, God is going to call you to speak to so many people. And, you know, he's calling you to do this. And fast forward a few weeks ago, I think it was like last month, we stayed on the Zoom call, you and I, Apostle Kai, you said, Ashley, you're a kingdom advisor. So God has been depositing in my spirit that my words are powerful like mm -hmm. my 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 dialogue is powerful mm -hmm. and as you were going through the study and you said god is calling me to take my place but to mind my business it just struck me like like a brick just hit me mm -hmm. <laughs> to mind my place because i don't even know how to describe it i feel like i'm like what you said as far as being fixated on other people's problems and going to other people's territories because God has called me to have such an important role I have to be mindful of those territories that I'm going in and speaking in because if I don't have provision to do that here I am like you said you you get we oftentimes feel frustrated because we're not wondering like why our gifts aren't working or why the words that God has showed us is not working in those other places because the provision wasn't given mm -hmm. and so what I need to be praying for is for God's will and through prayer intercession that I align with God's will so that if he gives me permission, provision to go into those territories to speak what he has shown me, then that's the will. But as far as me praying for something else that God didn't give me was so powerful to me. It just, it just hit me like a brick. <laughs> so that's, that's, yeah. Amen. Yeah. You have to get permission. You gotta get God's permission, right? God's provision shows up where he's given permission and that's the part right we're always like oh god will provide he does right but there's certain territory that doesn't belong to you that he may have you enter right but you've got to get permission so that the provision does show up right without permission in another man's territory right so if i go to uh daphne's house right she invites me over and we're sitting there. I have to ask permission to use her bathroom. I don't just, I can't, I would not just get up and walk to her bathroom. Number one, I wouldn't know where it is. And number two, it's disrespectful. 
And what we don't realize is we can, we can put ourselves in a posture of disrespecting God and somebody else. God may be already talking to us, but disrespect God because we not, have not asked for his permission. So even when I go home, uh, when I go home to the Bay and I go out with um, elder for ministry or when they're doing soak and I come into town, I always go in as a participant, regardless of the fact, and I should know this by now, if I show up, he gonna make me work. But I don't ever come there with the expectation, oh, I know I'm gonna be used. I really am trying to go to receive, right? So the last time I was there, no one had said anything. I was in the presence receiving, sitting where I'd sit, worshiping the Lord. And Tina came up to me, his sister was with us, Minister Tina. She was like, so yeah, and I, I'd seen the elder because they were they would have music playing. He said, yeah, he wants you to go. The elder tell you he wants you to go in and sing because he wants your voice in the atmosphere. And I was like, no. She's like, oh, well, that's what he wants. So I was like, okay, wish you like now. Nah. I was like, really? <laughs> right? But here's the thing. I didn't, I, I, I go there to receive understanding I have permission, but I don't take advantage of the permission I have. I wait till the provision for my permission is granted. Because I don't know what gift he may call for. You don't know what, right? Because we'll go in thinking, oh, I know I'm going to go in here and solve this problem. And you may walk in there and the permission that you're given is just to pray. But you're like, oh, well, I thought I was going to come in here and do, 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 do. Nope, you weren't given permission for that. So there's no provision for that. You guys understand what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Anyone else? I know this is a lot, so I might not have a lot of talkers today, and that's okay. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Well, Minister Malcolm, when he raised his hand today, he didn't put the little emoji. because But he'd been like this for five hours. <laughs> I admit it. I love you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, I, I have been trying to just pull my little thoughts together. This is one of those words that is not only transformative, but it's every now and then there'll be a word that is so complete it is literally something you could live on for the rest of your life if you choose to um and i hope that makes sense i'm not saying the words that we get no out. no no it, it is well it you is, can live on the word for the rest of your life <laughs> but it is uh, my stomach is churning it is um okay so a few things that i just heard and, and noticed one when you were reading, you know, I, for some reason, I used to have this thought that if you disobey God, that, that even with the word that says, you know, no height, no depth, nothing can separate you from the love. I would always just have this moment like, oh, you messed up. So boo, you, you get booted, right? But I love that in the word that God still refers to Moses as his servant, still refers to him as the things that he did, but he makes it clear. Oh, no, you were, you were my servant and you did, but you, in one instance, you did not obey, right? Mm -hmm. But but he still is showing Joshua who Moses was. So something about that just really struck me. And then I realized- um, Okay, now, let's pause right there. Let me say this, because I, I think this is that what you just said is very, very important. And here's what you need to understand. 
Your mistake does not discount your place in God. Someone really needs to hear that and know that. Your mistakes or mistake does not discount your place in God, right? So he says, Moses, my servant. That was always Moses's place with God was as his servant. So your mistake does not discount your place in and with God. He's a God of forgiveness. So he forgets it after he's forgiven it. And he will always, right? Now there is a reference, there's a reason why God wanted, wants us to see uh, his mistake. But there's also what Malcolm is saying, he wants to remind us that his mistake did not discount his place with God. And I, I think all of us need that to know that because that's where the enemy really lives in our heads is the mistakes and uh, and this now I'm discounted now I'm now I am I'm out I'm I'm no longer in the number I was in I'm no longer in that place no that was a mistake and your repentance cuz here's the thing the bible doesn't tell us that Moses repented but in my mind that re the depth of that relationship I am probably positive that that mistake broke Moses. Mm. Not because Moses couldn't enter in, but Moses was close, as close with God as one could be after the fall of man in the garden. Mm. Mm. I don't know about you. I'm broken when I make a little mistake. <laughs> you, right? But Moses, right? God even says, I'll show you my glory. Like there, there's another level to that relationship that there's no way that that mistake didn't break him. But even still, God gave him a beautiful rest and the end of life and still revered him to the next generation as his servant. So it's not, the one moment you didn't do, it's all the moments you did. And it was the, and it, look, Moses messed up, but Moses didn't turn away from God. There's a difference. There's a difference. He rejected Saul because Saul's action was a turning away from God's direction and his authority. So God said, oh, no, I, I reject him. God's never said he rejected Moses. Like I said, he ends up as one of those of great faith. <laughs> Sarah, who laughed at God, is listed as one in Hebrews 11 of great faith. So your mistake does not discount your place in and with God. I hope that that delivers somebody today into a, into a paradigm and another level of acceptance and, and solidifies you in the favor, the acceptance and kindness of God, because that's what favor is. Favor is his acceptance and his kindness. Continue, Malcolm, but you may, I, I couldn't let that, 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 yeah. Wow. Um. 
that that was certainly for me. So I, I received that apostle. Um, the other thing that blew me away was, um, you know, you ended with before we go, we must become. And you had said that in Canaan, we must be determined to do. And then you began to define that. And um, I had so funny earlier this week, I was trying to like be kind of encouraged and be funny to somebody, but I, I like quoted Yoda and I was like, there is no try, there's only do. Yeah. And it was so funny because I was just being funny with them. But then to hear this and to know that being determined to do is agree, agreeing to obey, it just, it, it just shook me because with the desire to be aligned with God's will and to become and to return to him, there's just some hard realities that God has been placing before us. And I would say myself that are just uh, like shaking me to my core um, because what I'm hearing is I will not accomplish without my obedience. Mm -mm. So, um, Mm. yeah I, I see this good I see your hand Daphne Lord today thank you Malcolm Mr. Malcolm man oh man this this is such a fully loaded word um I have like maybe three two points one they're kind of the same and then another one mm -hmm. um whew. So when you were speaking about, you know, when you enter into someone's place and, you know, you just don't go just because you hear, see, whatever, you know, you get the permission. It took me back, I think, um, my first visit to KHOW, which was that New Year's when we were praying mm -hmm. and all of that. And I believe you were like, you know, prophesying and praying over different people. And then at, toward the end, when it settled down, I had something turning in my spirit. And because I was sitting there praying and asking God, you then turned and asked me that I have something. And I was like, yes, because I was like, <laughs> Lord, right, right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But that was it because he will recognize if there's an order, which then brought me back to the most recent when you asked for me to go over to Ladivas and mm -hmm. I called to get clarity of yeah. the ask. So I only walked in the perimeter of what you believe God said for us to go do. And that's it because there's protection even in that, mm -hmm. you know, so it, it just, I, I'd be sitting over here. I'd be loud. I'm like, I know these neighbors probably said, Daphne is in California. Um, and then the other thing, when you talked about the um, arise and cross over, mm -hmm. what spoke in my spirit was, fully taking a side none of that vacillating can't you know yeah. i'm gonna be over here i'm gonna be over here but fully take a side walk in who i said you are so you can do everything that i told you to do because all that vacillating oh did god say am i who got all that you're not fully taking a side and then i love the going through and the emerging under the water which thought mm -hmm. i thought of of course the water baptism right yeah. like fully emerging because how like he didn't allow them to do that then because he had not instructed he, they had not learned nothing they still had all of that stuff but after you've learned it it, it uh once you received i mean once you've heard have you received right you can't 
because they hadn't heard anything. He was just delivering them out. So after they watched everything Moses done and all that, and then he had Joshua take them through with the water to wash them. So when they came out, they came out of different people. I just, I'm just blessed. Like I've got so many points over here. I can't wait to go back and listen. So please, 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 Malcolm, no rush, no pressure, but please. No, no, no. I'm going to rush him because I want everyone, we need to re-listen we need to yes. listen to this word this week, like every single one of us. Me too. It's delicious. Because he didn't just made me write something down. I'm like, I don't have a a, a finger to, to to type. But he's like, I need you to write about this. I'm like, okay, I'll be click, click, clicking with these fingers. Because <laughs> I type, type, but I no thumb thumb. <laughs> so, no, amen. Amen and amen. So we're not rushing you, Minister Malcolm, but we're rushing you. <laughs> no, it'll be, it'll be up. I, I, uh, already I believe. I believe. I believe it needs to upload to the cloud. Yes. Anyone else? I want to give time for anyone else. Pastor Ryan, anything? Pastor Shay, Minister Jermaine, I always reach out to leadership first, but then anyone else? And if not, anyone? Anyone? Okay. Going once, going twice. Sold. Um, so here's what I want to do. Um, I want us all to listen to this word. I want it to be released. And then next, um, on Wednesday, on Wednesday, on Wednesday, we're going to come back to this place. And I want us to take communion together on Wednesday. Okay, we're going to take communion on Wednesday. Because I want this to settle in us. And I, because I, I believe that there's some other things God will highlight. And I think that we need to pray um, on Wednesday, we'll, we'll pray together um, as we she, <laughs> still take your communion, sweetie. I'm going to take mine. I'm just saying collectively, um, we're going to, I want us to take communion on Wednesday um, because I'm sensing Holy Spirit wants to finish our before we go and that our collective will be to take communion before we go. Does that make sense? I hope that's making sense. I'm seeing something and I'm trying to explain it at the same time. Um, so I'm going to ask um, Minister Malcolm to pray us out. I love y'all. I'm probably going to be under the covers because this word then took me out. Um, let me tell you what I'm, I'm appreciating about God because I used to say I was sorry and I wasn't really, I was sorry because I didn't want to hurt nobody. I'm sorry it's coming, but I'm not sorry for who I'm becoming, because um, we're all becoming. None of us have arrived. <laughs> but who I'm becoming and, and how God is delivering. So just know I am keeping myself immersed in him so that we continue. Um, Pastor as well, he's keeping himself so that we continue to to receive what we're receiving. I don't know what other people are hearing because I don't, I mind my business. Seriously, I don't listen to a whole bunch of everybody. I don't, I mind my business so that my ears stay fresh to the pulse of what God is saying for this uh, part of the body. Yet I know that God is giving us things and revelation that everyone, that, or I shouldn't say everyone, a lot of people are not getting. So please take this in. This is not, this is not God being a respecter person. 
It is God understanding the level of maturity and hunger and who we all are, that by his spirit, he could offer us this level of meat. So understand, he would not be giving this like this if we all could not digest it properly. Now, some of our digestive systems are gonna be a little bit slower. We're gonna have to chew it a lot longer, right? And we all should. And that's what, can I tell you what God is teaching me? I never was a fast eater till I married my husband. They, his whole family eat like the apocalypse is coming. Like, <laughs> like everybody about to steal their food. And I realized the other day, I was like, I, I'm eating fast. And I don't, like, I'm like, I feel like I'm not even enjoying it anymore. Like I would enjoy, not, not that I was like the last person at the table, right? But even um, clinicians will say, that chewing your food, right? Like you should chew your food about 20 times before you swallow because it's easier on the digestive tract. But not only that, it helps in keeping you at ult, uh, optimum health and fitness, right? But most of us either overeat or we eat really fast. And so I'm saying all that to say, because that's how a lot of us do the word. We eat it really, really fast. Or we try to consume too, 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 too much at one time. And this is a word that step-by-step step, you've got to chew. You got to chew on a rise. You got to chew on crossing up. We got to chew, like we've got to chew on these things. We've got to chew, 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 chew. Um, and so that it is, we're digesting it properly that we haven't overeaten and made ourselves sick that we've got to throw it up or that we haven't eaten too fast, right? Where we harm our digestive system and we just got to release it some, right? So this is not word that we need to release. This is where we want to remain. And so it, it needs to be chewed, digested, and seeded in good ground. And you all are good, great ground. So Father, I just thank you for who you are. I thank you for your goodness and your mercy. I thank you, God, that you love us, know us. You are covering us. Thank you for being our headship. Jesus, I thank you for being our lordship. I thank you for your intercession today, even as we gather to, here on the Zoom. Um, thank you for praying for me, for, for praying for us. I know that you will continue to do so. I know that there are prayers that are being prayed even now as you are seated next to the right hand of the Father that are being dispatched because you're praying the will of God concerning us, the ways of God for us. Um, and the mind of God that it would be in us. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for being our leadership, leading us into all truth, guiding us into all truth, bringing all things back to our remembrance and being our comforter. Help us to be teachable, to never stop learning, to never stop listening to your voice. We love you, we praise you. I now ask that you would keep uh, each and every person as those who may be traveling, we buying accidents, collision, fender benders, ticket stoppage, malfunction, vehicle, keep them from danger seen and unseen. Continue to send the word to uh, each and every one of us. Those who are not having, we're not on today, send the word. We thank you that we will hold space for you and host your presence. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. I love y'all so, 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 so much. Awesome. And all prayer. Hope to see you there. I'll okay. be there. Yes. May, may, I, may I pray for you? Oh, yes. Please. Father, we just first thank you for your servant. We thank you, God, for her commitment to you, her love of you. We thank you, God, that she um, 
has made an agreement to follow and to obey you, O oh God, to the end of her days. And so we thank you, God, that we are the benefactors of her obedience, of her listening, of her, um, of, of her walk, O oh God. And so right now, God, we ask that you would cover her from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, God. We ask God for a refreshing, a renewing, and a revival in her spirit. We ask God that you would lift her body, oh God, Lord, that she would um, be released from any uh, physical pain right now, oh God, Lord, that you would just bring relief on her right Thank now. You, we ask God for a rest that only heaven can give, God, that you would renew her mind in Christ Jesus, that you would renew her body, oh God, Lord, that she will continue to walk this journey, oh God, Lord, that she will continue, oh God, to do what thus saith the Lord. We honor you, God, Lord, for your gift of your servant and then in the name of Apostle Kai A. Panetta, Father, we thank you, God, Lord, that she continues not only to look after her, um, those who she covers, oh God, Lord, but that she continues to love and to see after God. But we're asking, God, that you would see after her and her household. We thank you for Pastor Alex and his covering of her, oh God, Lord. We pray right now and we bind any tactics of the enemy to bring vision or uh, uh, um, uh, a miscommunication in their yes. marriage, in their household, yes. Lord. We stand on your word, oh God, Lord, where two or three are gathered in your name. There you are also. Yes. And so we thank you, Lord, that in their home, you are present, God. Yes. Holy Spirit, continue to move as you have been. We yes. thank you, God, Lord, that she is only strong and courageous, God. God we up. thank you, Lord, that the thank word you. is moving in and through her body, even right now, God. And so as you continue to move in the Panetta household, Lord, we will Will continue to give you glory. We will continue to recognize you as the um, as our strength, God, Lord, for you truly are our joy, God. We thank you, God, for this day. We rejoice and yes. we say it is so in the mighty and precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the KHOW podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla at gmail.com. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.